morning all. Hopefully you can hear me. Um, it is good to be with you again. We are on day 12 of self-isolation as a family. And so we do not get to go outside the wider world. We get to go outside. Fortunately, we have a garden, so we get to go there uh, once a day. Uh, and we kind of go out there and do a kind of different exercise regime, uh, which I know I've had lots and lots of requests since last weekend, um, asking if I could share something of that exercise routine. And actually, uh, Rebecca, my daughter, has done a spot, stop motion of our exercise. And I'll be posting that later today on all your friendly social media uh, devices. And so please do look out for that. Um, just to say uh, and reiterate what uh, Rich mentioned at the beginning, we are going to be sharing communion at the very uh, kind of end of our gathering moment today. Uh, and I'd encourage you just to grab something. Maybe you haven't got bread and juice. I think at this moment that God is bigger than us having bread and juice. And therefore, I just say grab something that is edible and something that you can drink. And we'll use those things as something that we can share together to celebrate in communion. But I want to kind of continue uh, where we left off last week in this series that we've entitled um, living with uncertainty, where I wanted to remind and encourage us with different attributes of the life that Jesus offers us as we live with uncertainty, a life that we get to know, a life that we get to share, and a life that we get to then display. And today I want to look at the attribute of joy. Now at this point you may be thinking, man, really Adrian, with everything that's going on, is that surely the thing that we should be looking at? Well, I believe as we're going to look at a passage that this is something that we're to know. Now, joy isn't about smiling and dancing around. Joy is much deeper than that. I came across this quote by Kay Warren uh, from her book, Choose Joy as Happiness Isn't Enough. And she says this, joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of the details of my life. This quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right and the determined choice to praise God in all things. And it's that that I want us to get a hold of, that joy is found in God. We're going to find that joy is found in Jesus. And so if you've got a Bible, you can open it now. We're going to look at Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 32. If you haven't, uh, the passage will appear on your screen. Uh, and I'm just going to read it to us. And so Luke's writing an account of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. In this, he causes and calls out this story uh, after Jesus is resurrected. In verse 13, we read, That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. What things? Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him. We'd hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. 
Then some women from our group of his followers were at the t- his tomb early this morning and they came back with an amazing report. They said his body was missing and they had seen angels who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see and sure enough, his body was gone just as the women had said. Then Jesus said to them, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. By this time, they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. Jesus acted as if he were going on, but they begged him, stay the night with us since it is getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. And suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognized him. At that moment, he disappeared. They said to each other, didn't our hearts burn with us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? I believe that we're going to discover some great encouragement through this passage of how Jesus is longing, as he did with these disciples, to come and encounter us in our moments of uncertainty and to bring us to a point of joy. See, in this passage, we find these two disciples on a road of uncertainty. See, we discover they're on this road and as they're making their journey home, they're just questioning and are filled with disappointment, are, are, are kind of concerned about what's going on and are kind of confused about all that's happened. And if you like, that, that's like us in this moment, surely, that we're on a road of uncertainty. That I think we've got many questions about like, what is really going on, that maybe we're increasingly feeling concerned, confused, maybe disappointed at our altering circumstances as we discover our liberties are being taken away day by day for the greater good. But what we discover in this story is that Jesus comes alongside. That as these disciples are journeying, with all of their questions and confusions, Jesus comes alongside them. He's with them on the road. And I want us to know and be assured of the fact that Jesus is with us in this moment as we journey on a road of uncertainty. He's not distant. He's not absent. He's with us. You know, Rich just read that passage out from Matthew 28 that that Jesus promises he's going to be with us to the very ends of the age. And, And maybe sometimes it can feel like we're not aware of his presence, but he promises he is with us in this moment as we journey on this road of uncertainty. But as we journey on this road of uncertainty, I believe that Jesus wants us to know that he hears us. It's the first thing he does with the disciples, that as he's journeying with them, he questions them. You see, Jesus knows what's going on. He knows what they're feeling. And yet in this moment, he asks them, like, what are they talking about? What are they discussing? It then goes on and says, what, what things? Like, why? Why does he do that? Well, because Jesus wants them to vocalize everything they're thinking to him. He wants them to express the reality of what they're living with on this road of uncertainty. And in the same way, Jesus wants to do that with you and me. 
that he doesn't want us to kind of pretend that everything's okay. He wants us to speak out, to vocalize to him all the reality of the uncertainty that we're feeling, the questions we're living with, the concerns that we have, the disappointment we're living with, the confusion. He wants to hear from us. I just pause for a moment. Like Jesus wants to hear from you. And you see, from that place of hearing, Jesus then comes to meet with them. He comes to meet with us. See, we discover through this story that, that Jesus comes and doesn't leave them just simply saying how they're doing, but he comes and meets with them. He meets with them, I think, in three specific ways, three specific ways that I want to encourage us with, because I think it's in the same ways that Jesus is longing to meet with you and me. See, firstly, he meets with them through scripture. He comes and brings comfort and strength to them by enabling them to see familiar scriptures in a new light. And it changes everything about how they see the life they're living with. And in this moment, I believe Jesus wants to do the same for us. That he's wanting to come and illuminate scriptures to us to bring new light and comfort and strength. And so I've just put seven scriptures here that I felt Jesus particularly speak to me through over the last couple of weeks. And I'd encourage you, man, just take a quick screenshot and maybe I'll still be on it, on it for you. But I, I say take a screenshot because I think these scriptures are, do you good, but also maybe add to them. In Psalm 46.10, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. 1 John 4.16.18, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. Romans 8.39, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Then Exodus 14.13-14, where we find the Israelites kind of at this point where it feels like they're hemmed in, uh, with the Egyptians about to kind of kind of overtake them and and uh, destroy them the red sea ahead of them and then god just simply says this to moses to tell the people but moses told the people don't be afraid just stand still and watch the lord rescue today the egyptians you see today will never be seen again the lord himself will fight for you just stay calm isaiah 43 2 when you go through deep waters i will be with you when you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Then join John 14, 27. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift of the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. And then lastly, Matthew 28, 20. I am with you always even to the end of the age. See, Jesus is longing to meet with us through scripture, to bring us comfort and strength. But secondly, we find that Jesus meets by his presence. If we flick off that slide now, I don't know how we're going to do that, but um, we come back to me. There we go. That he meets us by his presence. I love the fact that when Jesus gets into these disciples' home, He's revealed. He is present with them in their home. 
And I think that is a significant thing for us to get hold of today. That as we are scattered into our different homes, Jesus wants us to know he is present with us by his Holy Spirit in each and every one of our homes. He's not hidden. He's here with us. It isn't we have to go to some special place to encounter with him. No, no. He comes and makes his home in our home so that he would be present with us. So he's with us through scripture. He's with us through being present with us in our homes. And thirdly, we find he meets us in communion. I love the fact that Jesus is revealed as he breaks the bread. Literally, as he breaks the bread, they they suddenly say, ah, it's Jesus. Amazing. And it's in that moment we get to see that through communion, we get to receive and meet with Jesus. See, it's through communion we get to receive and remember his body broken so that we can be whole. We get to receive and remember his blood that speaks of a greater covenant that now nothing can separate us from his love, that Jesus is enough. He has the final say that promises one day he's going to return and it's going to cause everything to be renewed. He gets the final say. And you see, what we find is as Jesus meets these disciples on the walk, as he allows them to speak out all that's going on and listens, as he meets with them through scripture, through his presence, through meeting them in the home, through communion, they discover joy. I love how it ends where it just says, didn't our hearts burn within us? Why? Because they realized Jesus was there. The joy wasn't in their circumstances. Their joy wasn't in something. It was in someone, in the risen Jesus. And the invitation is there for you and for me that as we're on this road of uncertainty, to know that Jesus is with us on the road. That He's longing to listen to us. He's longing to meet with us. And as we know that, it brings us joy. Therefore, in this moment, I want us to know that Jesus is coming alongside by his Holy Spirit. And he longs for us to know that he is with us. He longs for us to know that he hears us and that he wants to meet with us. And he brings us a joy to know individually, a joy to share with one another, and a joy to display to the world around. Just where we're at, can I? Just lead us in praying. Again, I feel it's just so important in these moments that we just keep looking to God. I I know these moments where it just feels like I I can't do anything to change circumstances at the moment. I know God can. I'm just going to pray, therefore, for our nation and the nations and pray then again for us. Jesus, I thank you for the wonder of who you are as king. I thank you that your enthronement was through your death and resurrection that declared now you have come as the great gardener who's come to make everything new. And Jesus, you are going to do that. And Jesus, in these moments where it feels dark, we just pray would more of your light break out. And Jesus, I pray, would you have mercy on this nation and the nations? And we pray that you would come and bring healing. 
I pray for those who are suffering today. I pray come and heal and comfort. I pray for those who are living in fear today. I pray come and draw alongside with your peace. And I pray, Jesus, would you cause the concerns that they're there of just wondering how far is this going to go? We pray, Jesus, would you come and bring an end to this pandemic? I pray, would you come and do something that is only possible through you? I ask that for your glory, Jesus. Amen. And Jesus, I pray for us now. I pray, Jesus, that as we walk this road of uncertainty, I pray, would we know you with us? I pray, would we be quick to know that you want to hear from us? I pray, would we daily make moments to just share with you the reality of what we're feeling and thinking? And I pray, Jesus, that as we share with you, would we then know that you long to come and meet us by your Holy Spirit? I pray, would we know you meeting us through your scriptures? I pray, would you, we know you meeting with us in a present, in your presence within our homes. And I, I pray, would you keep meeting with us as we share communion one with another? And Jesus, I pray as we receive this, as we meet with you, I pray, would we know the joy that is found in you? A joy that we'd know individually, a joy that we'd then be able to share and encourage one another with, and a, a joy that we'd be able to display to those around us. I ask this for your glory, Jesus. Amen. Oh,